All right, how's everybody doing? Hotep, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. So it is um, Tuesday, October 30th, 2018. I was on earlier today, wanted to come back on, so there's a story that broke a few hours ago. I was busy editing some... Uh, some audio from Sunday night show. So we'll be uploading Sunday night show here uh, next uh, hour or so. You can listen to podcasts of all these broadcasts at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. But this story has to do with uh, Kanye West. Okay, so uh, Kanye, uh, uh, the Hill.com has stories about this TMZ. Uh, had a story that uh, uh, came out today also in other news outlets as well. But uh, Kanye West uh, said that he is distancing himself from uh, politics. Um, and he said that he was, was being used and that uh, he was being used to convey a message that he did not believe in. We know yesterday the story came out about um, the Blexit shirts, okay? So if you saw my broadcast from earlier today, I talked about the Young Black Leadership Conference uh, that took place October 25th through the 28th, and part of that was at the White House, okay? That was from Turning Point USA, Candace Owens, and Charlie Kirk, all right? So um, news1.com had an article from yesterday, Kanye, I've never voted. West tells black people to not vote Democrat and Twitter destroys him. Kanye, I've never voted. West tells black people um, to vote to not vote Democrat and Twitter destroys him. And in this article from Monday, October 29th, news1.com, it says um, Kanye uh, Kanye's rhetoric is now going beyond making ridiculous comments. He's encouraging people to vote for uh, Republicans, which is especially disgusting considering a record number of people of color, especially African-Americans, are running as Democrats uh, during the midterm election. Uh, he designed a Blexit shirt, uh, which debuted Saturday at Turning Point USA's Young Black Leadership Summit. Okay, And Blexit is a take on uh, Brexit, okay, which was the um, break away from the European Union, okay, exit the European Union, Brexit, all right? So this slogan is Blexit, B-L-E-X-I-T, Blexit, which means for African Americans, for black people, to break away from the Democratic Party. Now, Turning Point USA's communication director, Candace Owens, the 29-year-old African-American woman who is the, you know, darling of the uh, Republican Party. And she really doesn't know what she's talking about. Many of you all saw the um, segment from MSNBC. Ari Melber had Dr. Michael Eric Dyson on and Candace Owens. He totally blew her away. Okay, she does not know what she's talking about. But Candace Owens said, quote, Blexit is a renaissance and I am blessed to say that this logo, these colors were created by my dear friend and fellow superhero, Kanye West. Okay. And so this is what 
Candace Owens said. And News1.com, when I read this article yesterday, I said, this doesn't make any sense, okay? Because Kanye West uh, uh, just donated $73,000 to a Democratic candidate for mayor in Chicago. Her name is Amara Ania, okay? And she's a Democrat. So he just, and we know Chance, Chance the Rapper donated money to her also. He donated money first. So Kanye just donated money to her. So it didn't make sense for him to uh, design uh, this shirt saying Blexit, telling black people to break away from the Democratic Party and vote Republican. Doesn't make any sense. Now, I said yesterday on one of the posts that I did, I said that um, maybe uh, whoever, maybe the, the person who designed that and who's telling people to break away from the from the Democratic Party, or maybe the person who donated the uh, $73,000 to uh, Amara Ania in Chicago, maybe that was one of Kanye West's like, uh, split personalities who did that. Maybe that's what that was. Maybe that wasn't the real Kanye. Maybe that was one, one of his split personalities that did that. Okay, so that was uh, from News1.com. We'll post these links here uh, at the end of the broadcast. We'll post the link for the article. So then Kanye tweeted today around 5 p.m. or so, and TheHill.com has an article about this. So TheHill.com, um, TMZ, TMZ was the first article I saw about it. The Hill, NBC News, all these outlets uh, have articles dealing with this, all right? So, and just a second, I'm trying to bring something up here. Okay, so if we look at TheHill.com, their article is Kanye West denies he designed Blexit shirts. I've been used. Kanye West denies he designed Blexit shirts. I've been used. And in the article, <clears throat> excuse me, in the article it says Kanye West is denying that he designed the Blexit t-shirts, urging black people to abandon the Democratic Party with the vocal uh, supporter of President uh, with the vocal supporter of President Trump saying he will distance himself from politics. So somehow this stuff is blowing up on Kanye. All right. Now that debacle of a uh, media circus that he had a couple weeks ago, I think that was uh, October eleventh uh, with Trump. That wasn't enough to to to. to to uh, make him say, uh, I need to distance myself from politics. Uh, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. That wasn't enough to uh, make him do that. Okay. So, yeah, that was October 11th. That wasn't enough to make him do that. But anyway, okay. So, in a pair of tweets uh, today, Tuesday, October 30th, and everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Kanye West claims that he introduced conservative figure Candace Owens to the designer of the t-shirt and that she erroneously, erroneously used his name in conjunction with them. Okay, In his tweet, he said, I introduced Candace to the person who made the logo and they did not want their name on it, so she used mine. I never wanted any association with Blexit. I have nothing to do with it, all right? 
So, because when I when I was reading the story yesterday about Blessed, and they have in an article from Newsman.com, they have the uh, the shirts there. I said this doesn't make any sense. Okay, but it's Kanye, so you know a lot of times it doesn't make sense. But I said this really doesn't make any sense. So then he did another tweet uh, today. He did another tweet today, and he said this was at 5:25 p.m. Okay, one one right after the other. He said, my eyes are now wide open, and now I realize I've been used to spread messages I don't believe in. I am distancing myself from politics and completely focusing on being creative. Now, the t-shirts first appeared at Turning Point USA's Young Black Leadership Summit on Saturday. Go watch the video I did earlier today because I broke down, I, I dealt with that Young Black Leadership Summit. A lot of them. Uh, it was for 15 to 35 year old African Americans who are conservatives. A lot of them did not know what they were talking about. Roland Martin was there, covered the story, talked to some of them. I watched video of that. A lot of them did not know what they were talking about, did not understand policy. Damn sure didn't understand history. Okay. So the T-shirt was given away at this Young Black Leadership Summit on Saturday, this past Saturday, uh, October 27th. And Candace Owens, who's the communications director for Turning Point USA, shared an image of the shirts and touted Kanye West's involvement. She said, Blexit is a renaissance, and I am blessed to say that this logo, these colors were created by my dear friend and fellow superhero, Kanye West. Now, TheHill.com, and Hill is a really good website, um, covers political news. TheHill.com has reached out to Turning Point USA for comment. In a set of tweets earlier uh, Tuesday, Kanye West outlined some of his political beliefs, saying he supports prison reform, job creation, common sense gun laws, and, quote, holding people who misuse their power accountable, accountable end quote. Well, holding people who, use, who misuse their power accountable, that sounds a lot like Donald Trump, the person who you were sitting across from at the White House, and Jim Brown was next to you. Donald Trump is misusing his power. Okay? Donald Trump is out of control. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Kanye West uh, uh, pro proceeds after this. Because just today, Donald Trump is lying, saying he's going to do an executive order, right, to change the 14th Amendment, to change the, uh, the birthright, to change the law dealing with birthright citizenship the portion of the 14th Amendment that deals with that. That was created for African Americans, by the way, just so people understand. Uh, you have to go through Congress to do that. You can't do that by executive order. Trump is lying, okay? He's afraid that he's going to lose the House of Representatives and possibly the Senate, and he's trying to galvanize his base, especially the white supremacists in his base, to get out and vote. This is what this is, what this is all about. Okay, so... Um, so you had that you had that tweet uh, dealing with the policies, the issues Kanye said he's concerned about. That was at 4:20 p.m. Okay, the uh, the two tweets where he talked about one talked about Candace Owens and the others saying I'm I am distancing uh, myself from politics. That came at uh, those were at 5:25 p.m. today. At 4:20 p.m. Uh, he talked about the policies he is supporting. And then in another tweet, he said, I support those who risk their lives 
to serve and protect us. And I support holding people who misuse their power accountable. I believe in love and compassion for people seeking asylum and parents who are fighting to protect their children from violence and war. Then there was another tweet right, right behind that one. Uh, he said, I would like to thank my family, loved ones, and community for supporting my actual beliefs and my vision for a better world. Now, some people are speculating, well, hey, Kanye's back on his meds again. Is that what it is? I, I don't know what the about face is. I hope it lasts. Um, if he's back on his meds, I hope he stays on them. You know, I don't hate Kanye. I said, I said he needs mental help. He needs some psychological help. He needs mental help. Incidentally, the man he was sitting across from, October 11th, uh, in his budget, was cutting uh, dollars allocated for mental health. Something like $17 billion. It was, it was a cut. It was a big cut to uh, mental health. That's interesting. So, when... Kanye recently visited the White House for a meeting with uh, Donald Trump in which he heaped praise on Trump and went on an extended monologue about mental health, prison reform, and the 13th Amendment, among other topics. And, and once again, Kanye is correct when he says the 13th Amendment needs to be amended. It should not be abolished. The portion of the 13th Amendment which talks about being duly convicted of a crime. Slavery is legal unless it, it, slavery is uh illegal unless you're duly convicted of a crime. That portion, duly convicted of a crime, that should be removed. But once again, that is a um, th that is a um, legislative process and to amend the U.S. Constitution it has to pass the, the uh, U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate by uh, a two-thirds majority vote. And then it has to be ratified by three quarters of the state legislatures. It has to pass three quarters of the state legislature, legisl legislatures by two thirds majority vote as well. So three quarters is thirty eight out of fifty. That's the process for for um, uh, amending the constitution. It has to be ratified by three quarters of the state legislatures. It, it can't be done by an executive order. So Trump is lying to his followers about that. So. Uh, this is this is a real about face. Hopefully it lasts. I don't know if it will. This Kanye, I don't know if it will. Um and news1.com, I mean not news one, nbcnews.com has an article also Kanye West says he's distancing himself from politics weeks after a wild Oval Office meeting with Trump. Um so hopefully I now I do know and I talked about this. I think I talked about this on my show. I do know there were people around Kanye who were trying to get him to get back on his medication. Um, People.com had an article about this from October 11th. Kanye West won't listen to pleas to get back on meds amid unhinged White House rant. And it was a, a source close to Kanye, unnamed source close to Kanye, uh, said uh, uh, his inner circle, quote, are telling him that he needs to get back on his med medication, that he's not doing well, that he's not making any sense. Okay. That's from people.com. You can read that full article. So hopefully some people who are around him or who care about him 
were able to get him back on his medication, get him some help so he can stop making a damn fool out of himself. And hopefully he takes that Make America Great Again hat off, that MAGA hat off also. He should check the tag because half those hats are made in China as well. Okay. Alright, so let's go to some of your comments here. How's everybody doing? Um, this is my, For those just tuning in, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, lecturer, and writer. Follow us on our Facebook fan page, The African History Network, The African History Network, okay? And uh, turn on the notification uh, option so that when we uh, go live, uh, you'll be notified, okay? All right, so let's see who we have here. Uh, we've got Carol. We've got Mario. How's everybody doing? Let me uh, try to look here. Hold on. Look at some of your comments. Madeline, Candace Owens is a, is a fraud. Yeah, Candace is a fraud. Uh, Candace was running a, um, well, I don't want to call her a fraud. She's not genuine, okay? Um, she was running a... Uh, she was a CEO of a website back in uh, just two years ago that was uh, basically anti-Donald Trump, that spoke out, of, uh, spoke out against Donald Trump, okay? Um, she was just doing this two years ago, okay? The Root.com has a good article dealing with that. All right, my phone is freezing up. Okay, let's uh, Rico, you spoke on the 14th Amendment history. Uh, my previous, bro well, I, uh, previous broadcast, I talked something about the 14th Amendment. 14th Amendment was, um, that was ratified in 1868. And the 14th Amendment gave citizenship to African Americans, gave citizenship to the former slaves. But it also gave citizenship to anybody who was born in this country, whether, regardless uh, of whether or not their parents were naturalized citizens of this country. They could be undocumented immigrants. If they're born here, they still have citizenship. All this is geared, now I talk about this in the, in the broadcast I did earlier today. And uh, you can just go here on Facebook and just click on videos. You can see all of my broadcasts. All this is geared around the fear of some white people of the browning of America. The browning of America. And by 2043, White people will not, European Americans will not be the dominant, uh, they will not have a numerical dominance in this country, okay? And also, this has to do with the fact that uh, white people have a declining birth rate in 26 states out of 50. I talked about this earlier. White people have a declining birth rate in 26 states out of 50, okay? This, this, has, this is dealing with this as well, all right? And so we have to understand these trends that are taking place, okay, so we can defend ourselves from them. Uh, and this is why midterm elections, November 6th, are so important also. Uh, Varen said uh, Candace also was an aspiring actress, really? Acting like what? Uh, Eric, he said, no, I don't think so. Absolutely, my brother, Vernetta. Uh, Vanilla said, absolutely, my brother Ronald said, that was a great show Sunday, thank you. Okay, yeah, I had Dr. Claude Anderson on Sunday, had Dr. Walter Williams, had Andre Baton uh, from the Motor City uh, Black Age of Comics, uh, comic book convention coming up Saturday, November 3rd at Wayne State University. So those in Detroit, come on out to that. I'll be speaking there at uh, 3.30. I'm on a panel discussion dealing with 
uh, the film Black Panther. Okay. Uh, visit our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com for more information. And uh, all the podcasts are available at our website, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Uh, just click right on podcast and search for the African History Network show wherever you get your podcasts from. Reading is imperative, family. Remember, it was illegal for our ancestors to read and gain knowledge of self. Still to this day, we lack a knowledge of self, especially this younger generation. DTR 360 Books has the books for you to develop and add to your knowledge in this world we live in. DTR 360 Books is one of the fastest growing online bookstores and it provides books dealing with finance, history, business, children's books, and more. Their motto is applied knowledge is true power. As the Bible states, faith without works is dead. So their thing is applying the knowledge that which you receive from these books. Visit their website today, dtr360books.com, dtr360books.com, and you can find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Mel Trek is an animated series that teaches our children about their greatness. Episode 1 deals with exploring ancient Africa, where they go back in time and visit various African civilizations and the contributions that they gave to the world. Episode 2 deals with exploring pre-Columbian Americas and the children journey back in time to learn about several aboriginal cultures, defining structures, and nations who arrived in the Americas before Christopher Columbus. This is a great teaching tool for homeschooling and the classroom, and they teach our children that their history did not start in slavery. We have the videos as well as the coloring book and storybook available at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. We have a Mail Trek bundle pack on sale right now for $79.99, and it includes all three episodes of Afro Man and the Protectors of the Book of Knowledge. Get this great gift and teaching tool for your children today at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. And Anime Productions presents Meltrek, Episode 1, Exploring Ancient Africa. Witness the most accurate historical account of African and African-American people. A story that has never been told like this before. Join Bunchy, Chen, Percy, Michelle, and Jesse as they open their third eyes and are sent back in time by their magical teacher, Ms. Lawford. They begin their adventure in ancient Africa and the Nile Valley. There, they meet a young Egyptian boy named Ramesses. Using hip-hop, funky beats, and rhymes, Ramesses teaches the children about the great kingdoms of Africa. They explore the Nile Valley. The Nile Valley was a place of being as the first star. Land of the gold that they sold non-stop. Mali and Songhai. Mali and Songhai must have had some serious armies. The Congo. The Congo region is beautiful. Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is where we land. And Zulu. Witness the mental and spiritual transformation of the characters. Not only will they transform, but you will also as you travel with Meltre. Let's resurrect the spirit of our ancestors inside all of us and recall that we all come from greatness so we can be.
We're going to do a different time zone Where our ancestors always sat down the throne Yeah, and I'm talking about you and me Our vacation considered greatest and royalty So rise up, sons and daughters of a KB land It's time to claim our riches and take back our land So come and take this journey And when you come back Tell your friends and family all about the mail Are you struggling with your finances or just need a second opinion? My name is Marticia Patterson and I am here to help. Whether you have questions about credit, retirement, taxes, investments, or meeting day-to-day -day responsibilities, you deserve access to a qualified, caring, and resourceful financial professional. As a certified financial planner with over 19 years in the wealth management industry, I have a passion for helping people gain confidence and become successful with money. Taking control of your finances creates options instead of obstacles, confidence instead of uncertainty. Make no mistake, this is an important step for all of us. Will you allow your situation to control you or will you take control and make your money behave? My name is Marticia Patterson. Call or email me today to schedule an appointment. My phone number is 646-552-4384. Again, 646-552-4384 or email me at pattersonplan17 at gmail.com. Uh, Joshua, okay, Madeline, he said, uh, we was working with the NAACP. What are you talking about, Madeline? Okay, African-American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast, and you can uh, advertise on the audio podcast of our broadcast. We reach thousands of people across the country. Uh, email us at cust customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com, customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com, okay? Uh, we are on six different podcast platforms, ACAST, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, CastBox, FM Player, and some other ones as well. So our current promotion, uh, get 50% off uh, your first month. All right. I was looking for something here. Um... Eric, okay, thoughts on the young black conservatives and will you have some on your show? I did a broadcast earlier about, I, I thought I did a broadcast earlier, go, go watch the one I did earlier today dealing with the, um, dealing with the young black leadership uh, uh, summit. Most of them did not know what they were talking about, have a very poor understanding of history, but go and watch that one. Go and watch that broadcast I did. Um... Kim said white people have a declining birth rate. Okay. Well, yeah, that's uh, it's in 26 states out of 50. That's based uh, that's based upon the U.S. Census um, U.S. Census press release from June 21st, 2018, and there were articles written about this. MSN.com had an article, America's white population shrinks for the first time as nation ages. America's white population shrinks for the first time as nation ages. That's from June 21st, 2018. New York Times had an article, fewer births than deaths among whites in majority of U.S. states. That's from June 20th, 2018. Uh, press release from the U.S. Census Bureau, Midwest home to most of the counties with decreases in median age. Midwest home to most of the counties with decreases in median age. And they talk about how the uh, 
population of African Americans in this country is 47.4 million. 47.4 million. 58.9 million uh, Hispanics. Okay. And that's the press release from the Census Bureau. So research all of that. Uh, but you have a fear of the browning of America. This is why a lot of white people voted for Donald Trump. And you see what he's done now. He's added uh, over $1 trillion to the debt, to the national debt. Okay, trying to get some more of your comments in here. Okay, Vanetta said go vote. Uh, Democratic. And vote based, of, vote based upon policies, not political party. Vote vote based upon your issues, the issues you are concerned about, and the candidate's policies, how those policies impact you, okay? If you are for health care, then you need to vote against people who are trying to take away your health care, who are against affordable health care, okay? If you are for uh, holding police officers accountable, you're for criminal justice reform, vote against people who are against criminal justice reform, okay? We need to, we need to understand this. So we have to vote uh, the issues. All right. Okay, and also if you like this type of information, hey, you can donate to the African History Network, uh, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. That helps us to stay on the air, keep doing the research, keep broadcasting, pay the bills, etc. paypal.me forward slash the AHN show. Um, all of my uh, all of my lectures are available at our website AfricanHistoryNetwork.com on DVD and digital download also AfricanHistoryNetwork.com and we have uh, the animated series for children the Meltrek series for children okay uh, dealing with exploring ancient Africa and exploring uh, pre-Columbian uh, America alright let, let, let me just pull up this article Right quick from um, the root.com. Uh, your girl Candace Owens ran a Trump bashing website less than two years ago. Okay, this is by Ann Brannigan for the root.com from May 16, 2018. A recent report from BuzzFeed.com sheds new light on Candace Owens. Uh, revealing that the rising conservative star ran a blog that frequently mocked Donald Trump throughout the 2016 presidential campaign. A lot of people are saying she's not a real conservative. A lot of people are saying, you know, she's just she's doing this for the money. Um, she was not pro-Trump two years ago. Among the, among the stories that ran on the website, a critical look at Trump's Muslim ban titled Serious Question Is Donald Trump a Social Experiment? in which the writer compared Trump to Hitler and, and uh, an explainer on how Trump can still be a racist even if he's married to, to an immigrant. Um, BuzzFeed was able to view posts from the now defunct website. Uh, the website was called Degree 180. Uh, they were able to view pages through the Internet Archive. Uh, a reporter named Joseph Bernstein writes, uh, Candace Owens rise from political uh, non-factor to swapping free thoughts with Kanye West and getting Twitter endorsed by Trump is due to her quote forceful disavowal of liberal narratives around structural racism, systemic inequality, 
and identity politics, end quote. Okay? Yet these, yet these kinds of topics and themes popped up often on Degree 180. Okay? So on Degree 180, they're saying that oftentimes they would talk about structural racism, systemic inequality, and identity politics. But Candace Owens has been able to flip this around and rise to fame because she forcefully disavows all of these things and attacks quote-unquote liberals, tells black people to get off the Democratic plantation. But they can't really tell you what the Republican Party is offering African Americans, why they should leave, what policies they're offering, things like this. And at the same time, Republicans at the same time are doing everything they can to reverse especially Donald Trump doing everything they can to reverse the policies President Obama had in place. There have been over 100 policy reversals. They're attacking health care. We see that he uh, uh, nominated Jefferson Borgar Sessions III to be his attorney general. Jeff Sessions uh, redeclared the war on drugs May 12, 2017, backed away from uh, having more consent decrees and investigations into the patterns and practices of police departments. Uh, Jeff Sessions wanted to back out of the consent decrees with Baltimore and Chicago. Those were enforced by a federal judge. So uh, we see uh, Trump is gutting the Civil Rights Department at the Department of Justice, the Environmental Protection Agency, and the Department of Education. All across the board, they're doing this. We see total... We see a total 180-degree uh, turnaround from the policies of President Obama. We see Trump making nominations, uh, the nominations he made for the various departments, Secretary of Education, EPA, HUD. He put people in charge of this, um, the Consumer Protection Agency with Mick Mulvaney. He put people in charge of these um, agencies and departments who were who are totally against the existing of these uh, the existence of these departments okay uh, he put um, with the so 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 all of this is reversing what President Obama had in place okay all right Global right-wing movement, several nations. Yeah, we see Angela Merkel uh, announcing her resignation and uh, what's coming soon. In Germany, we see in Brazil, we see a right-wing uh, person who's anti-black uh, being nominated in uh, becoming president of Brazil. We see this. We saw Brexit. So what you have in these different countries is an anti-immigrant, anti-African movement. And Trump is part of that, and Trump is also impacting the the uh, other countries as well. Okay, yeah, I told people that the uh, 2016 election was not about Donald Trump versus Hillary Clinton. If you thought it was, if you thought the 2016 election was about Trump versus Hillary Clinton, you're sadly mistaken. It's about ideology and which direction the country was going, whether it's going to go backwards or whether it's going to go forward. It's dealing with policies. It's not about one person versus another person. We, we don't understand policies enough and the policies that Trump wanted to put in place. I mean, Trump is changing not just the Supreme Court, but the federal bench, okay, the federal courts. Because um, the Republicans blocked a number of the, the, uh, nominations that President Obama made 
for the federal courts in the last two years of his uh, presidency. When, when, when Democrats lost control of the U.S. Senate, then they lose control over when to take the, uh, when to have the hearings for federal judges. So there were about 107, at least 107 um, positions open on the federal courts. Trump has made these nominations and more. He's, he's done something like 145 nominations, okay? Trump is nominating very young, ultra-conservative white males to the federal bench. That's a lifetime appointment. He's changing the, the, he's changing the whole landscape of the federal bench. This is why I try to explain to people. People don't understand politics. This ain't about one person versus another person. This is about ideology. And, 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 and shaping policy in the direction of the country. Okay. Um, let's see here. Eric Toomer. Okay. Crystal. I agree people too often vote against the good of all. Well, we don't understand the impact of policies pol and, and we don't understand what politics is politics impacts every aspect of your life from the water you drink to the air you breathe to the food you eat politics is the legal distribution of scarce wealth power and resources the legal distribution of scarce wealth power and resources and the writing of laws statutes ordinances amendments and treaties their adoption interpretation and enforcement this is what politics is so we don't understand Political self-defense. We don't. We, we, so the things that we have to the things that we have to uh, understand when we deal with politics and voting. And I call this political self-defense. Okay, we have to align, create, protect, disarm, and leverage. Align, create, protect, disarm, and leverage. One, we have to vote for for uh, people whose policies best align with our issues. Okay, vote against people whose policies uh, uh, that we disagree with. Vote against people whose policies uh, are are detrimental to us. But we have to vote for people whose policies fall in line with what our issues are. Okay, a lot of times we don't do this. Two, we have to vote for people who will create an environment that will allow us to push our issues, push our agenda the farthest and get the most accomplished because politicians can advocate on behalf of policies even especially the president he can use his bully pulpit or she can use her his or her bully pulpit to go and advocate on behalf of a bill in congress advocate on behalf of a policy so we have to vote for people who can create an environment also for us to push our agenda, to push our issues the farthest and get the most accomplished. We have to vote for people who will protect the gains that are already in place, protect policies that are already in place that are beneficial to us based upon our, based upon our issues, based upon our concerns. We didn't understand this. We see the 2016 election for many of us was about personality. I told people it's not about personality. It's about policy. Trump reversed President Obama's uh, uh, initiative when it came to privatized prisons for federal prisoners. August of 2016, President Obama said that they were not going to renew uh, government contracts 
for privatized prisons for federal prisoners. What did Trump do? Trump reversed that and renewed the contracts. Why? Because Core Civic, which used to be called Corrections Corporation of America, and uh, Geo Group, which, was, which used to be called Wackenhut, donated almost $600,000 to Donald Trump's presidential campaign. We don't understand this. Trump did not run on a platform of criminal justice reform. Like he's trying to talk, he's throwing out buzzwords talking about criminal justice reform. Now, he's not serious about that. Trump ran on the platform of law and order. Law and order means protect white people and lock up black people. It's a throwback to Richard Nixon, 1968, because that was Richard Nixon's platform back in 1968. Richard Nixon was a backlash to the Black Power Movement, the Civil Rights Movement, Affirmative Action, the rebellions that were taking place across the country, Detroit, 1967, New York, New Jersey, uh, 1967, things like this. Nixon was a backlash to all of that. Trump was a backlash of, of, of two terms of President Barack Obama. Uh, uh, he was a backlash to the Black Lives Matter movement, trying to hold police accountable. Um, any perceived gains that African Americans made, Trump was a backlash to all of that, okay? We don't understand, most of us don't understand politics on this level. So we have to vote for someone who will protect the gains and the policies that are already in place, okay? And then number four, we, we must understand the law better than they understand the law and disarm them of that law and use it against them. So a lot of people, so this is why I carry a copy of the Constitution around with me wherever I go. When you heard me interview Dr. Claude Anderson um, Sunday night, he mentioned the 14th Amendment, Section 2 of the 14th Amendment. I pulled out my copy of the Constitution and read it. All this deals with law. Everything is governed by law. The Federal Communications Commission, there's regulations dealing with Facebook, there's regulations dealing with radio, the radio station I'm on has an FCC license that's governed by the Federal Communications Commission. All this is dealing with law, okay? If you want to start a business, all right, there are legal business structures that's based upon law. It's based upon the tax code. The tax code dictates how those different legal structures pay taxes. A 501c3. 501c3 is the portion of the tax code that that structure, that that designation comes from. 501c3, 501c4. All this deals with law. Okay? So a lot of people say, well, we shouldn't, you know, this is the white man's law. We shouldn't deal with this. The law is just designed to trap us and things like this. Well, if the law is designed to trap you, shouldn't we know where all the pitfalls are, all the booby traps are, so we know how to navigate throughout the system and not get caught up in it? Should, should, shouldn't we understand that? This is why we must understand the law better than they understand the law. This is political self-defense. This goes way beyond voting. And... Uh, Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution clearly tells you that the U.S. Constitution and all of the previous treaties and all of the subsequent treaties are the supreme law of the land. So the question we should ask ourselves is like, okay, so white people control at least 90, about 90% of the wealth in this country because the Chinese are invested in this country, Saudi Arabia is invested in this country. If fortune, uh, the Forbes list of billionaires in this country, most of them are white, 
You got six multinational media corporations that control 90% of what you read, see, and hear. These are U.S. companies. They're, they're owned by white people. Disney, Comcast, uh, News Corp, which is owns Fox News, um, Viacom, CBS, okay? You have two companies, two Fortune 500 companies that are trillion-dollar companies, Apple and Amazon. You look at the Fortune 500 companies. These are almost all white-owned companies in this country. So you have to ask yourself this question. If white people control all of this, why were Republicans fighting so hard just a few weeks ago to get one white man who loves to drink beer on the U.S. Supreme Court and they control all of this? Why was that? Because this is all governed by law. This is all about law. The U.S. Supreme Court is the highest court in the land. Republicans are pushing an agenda. They know that you're going to, they, they know that cases are going to come before the U.S. Supreme Court that deal with unions. You got a case right now dealing with affirmative action uh, and Harvard University and Asian Americans saying that um, slots that should go to them are going to other people like African Americans because of affirmative action. Okay? You're going to have gerrymandering cases. All this stuff going before the U.S. Supreme Court and whether or not a sitting president can be indicted, if it goes that legal route, it could go to the U.S. Supreme Court. All this is governed by law. So to push their agenda and to control the uh, uh, control law for the next 30 years, Republicans were fighting tooth and nail to push Brett Kavanaugh through. They didn't care about sexual harassment uh, allegations. They, didn't, they did a, a, a BS investigation, okay? They didn't care about none of that. They wanted to get him on the U.S. Supreme Court because they're trying to maintain power. Republicans are trying to maintain power. And they want to maintain the U.S. Senate at all costs. Why? Because... The U.S. Senate, even if they lose control of the House of Representatives, which they probably will and should, November 6, 2018 midterm elections, if they control if they control the U.S. Senate, they can still confirm Supreme Court justice nominations if there are any more in Trump's first term. Hopefully, uh, personally, I think he's going to be forced to resign, just like Nixon was forced to resign, August 8, 1974. Uh, but also, they can still they can also confirm federal judge nominations to the federal courts as well, even if they lose the House of Representatives. They're trying to maintain power. Republicans are trying to maintain power. And when you study policies in general, you study policies at the national level, House of Representatives, U.S. Senate, you study policies coming from, from Republicans and Democrats, they're usually diametrically opposed in general. You have some exceptions, but in general, usually there's a stark difference. I study policies. I study politics. I study national politics. Usually there's a stark difference. Right now, Mitch McConnell, just a couple weeks ago, Mitch McConnell, um, Senate Majority Leader for Republicans, Republican from Kentucky, he said that they are now going to have to go after entitlement programs and gut Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security to balance the budget 
because a hole was blown in the budget, almost about a trillion dollars, because of the $1.4 trillion tax cuts that Republicans voted for to give a huge tax break to their billionaire Republican donors. That, that's what that was all about. It was to benefit about seven or eight billionaire Republican donor families like Robert Mercer, Sheldon Adelson, things like this. These were two of the main financiers, the main backers of Donald Trump's campaign. This ain't conspiracy theory. You can go research this. Robert Mercer. Robert Mercer was also the main financier of Breitbart.com. Research Robert Mercer. Okay? He's a white supremacist also. Um, so that's what that was about. So now, because that tax cut didn't work for the middle class, and all these Republicans were lying saying this is going to help the middle class, now Trump is floating in line about another tax cut that's going to give a 10% tax cut to the middle class. He said we were, we're going to we're going to pass this some, sometime in early November. Uh, Congress is ain't, Congress is not even in session right now. They're out campaigning. He's lying. They checked with the, after he said that. They checked with the White House. White House didn't know anything about it. He's lying. Ready to start getting healthy? Well, I'm here to let you know that all natural honey is a great way to start. At Crazy Boy Honey, we offer all natural honey for the lowest prices. Our honey has no additives or preservatives. Go to crazyboyhoney.com. That's crazyboyhoney.com and see what we have to offer. And remember, shipping is free. In a world so cold, black people just to make it better stay on cold. These kids need the tools to win, so we put it on the book to share with all our friends. I don't believe there's no coincidence that we were born so brave at a time like this. So pack your bag, let's get ready to go to the land of justice. Ain't coming back no more. See, man. Yours today at ZMadKids.com. This episode, Obey Your Parents. Hotel brothers and sisters, Brother Michael Bullock is a multi-talented researcher, investigative reporter, educator, and public speaker with over 20 years of experience lecturing on African history worldwide. Brother Bullock, a.k.a. The Black Knight, is the founder and CEO of Black Knight Productions, a nonprofit organization dedicated to the research and teachings, if I may be so bold, of the greatest story never told, African history. Brother Bullock teaches in all areas of human interaction, those major ones being economics, entertainment, education, labor, law, politics, religion, sex, and war. So for more information, if your organization would like to have the total experience of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of what this brother brings to the table, then reach out to the Black Knight, and he will certainly reach back to you. So contact him directly at mbull three five seven at gmail.com. That's mbull three five seven at gmail.com. Hotel, brothers and sisters. 
and he's trying to galvanize support among his supporters, right? And just just going out lying about this stuff. And he knows that that previous tax cut that they lied and said was going to benefit the middle class did not benefit the middle class. And about 83% of the benefits went to the top 1% of that tax cut. These are Republicans. Okay? Now, I'm neither Democrat nor Republican, but I study policy. And I see, I know BS when I see it. I know lies when I see it, and I see who it's coming from. Okay? There's some Democrats I have problems with, but I got a whole lot more problems with Republicans. Seriously. Okay. Then last, so we have to understand the law better than they understand the law and disarm them of that law and use it against them. And number five, we have to leverage our economics to enforce our politics. This is what we talked about uh, Sunday night with Dr. Claude Anderson. Okay, that those are the principles of political self-defense. Political self-defense goes way beyond voting. Okay, political self-defense goes way beyond voting. We 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 have to vote strategically, and we also have to understand that when it comes time to vote, that's your opportunity to fire the people who you've been calling the radio shows every day complaining about. That's your opportunity to fire people, okay? And and, and also, uh, in different elections, the strategy is different, and you may have to vote for different reasons. Some elections, you may not be thrilled about one candidate, but this other candidate, you know their policies are death. So you have to vote to block them to keep them out of office. It's like right now, with, with for Republicans, for the House of Representatives, they have like about eight like known white supremacists running for office. If they're in your district, you think you shouldn't vote to keep them out of office? Or you just think economic empowerment and voting in the white stock market is going to save you? No. you. Some of these people are crazy. No, I'm telling you, you study. Some of these people are crazy as hell. You need to vote to keep their asses out of office and vote some of them out of office who are already in office. Because they're, they're because what they're doing, they're using your tax dollars to do that. That don't even make sense. Okay, I'm all for economic empowerment. I'm, I'm in documentaries dealing with economic empowerment. My degree's in business administration. I've done business consulting for seven years. I've taught entrepreneurship. Taught at the college level as well. Taught at the community college. I'm all for economic empowerment. But I understand we have to have a synthesis. The foundation is African history and culture. And this is why I told Dr. Claude Anderson, you know, I, I talked to him, he called me last week and we talked. And I said, I understand your five-story building. I've been studying Dr. Claude Anderson for 24 years. And I've known him for a number of years. But I said, Doc, it's six, it's six stories to the building. It's not five. Okay? The, I said, Doc, the foundation is African history and culture. It's your history and culture that gives you your VIPs, your values and interests and your principles. Your values and interests and principles give you your cultural paradigm that you see reality through. And they influence your economics, they influence your politics. That's why when two of my teachers, Professor James Small and Dr. Linda Jeffries teach, they teach about the pyramid principle and they show you a pyramid and they show you the foundation is African history and culture and the two sides of the pyramid, pyramid are economics and politics. And Dr. Jeffries talks about how we have to have a synthesis of the history and culture, economics and politics, okay? And, and I go beyond that and I talk about economic guerrilla warfare and political self-defense. 
all right, economic guerrilla warfare and political self-defense. We have to have a synthesis of all this. It's not just economics. We can all have stock portfolios valued at $1 million, and we can still spend 97% of our dollars with people that don't look like us. Why? Because that foundation dealing with African history and culture is not there. Okay? So even though, you have, even though you've attained some wealth in the stock market, and I'm not against investing in the stock market, we have to have a synthesis of all of this. If that foundation is not there, if we don't take our minds back, Bantu Stephen Biko, one of our great South African freedom fighters, who was portrayed by Denzel Washington in the 1987 movie Cry Freedom. He said the most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed, which means we must take our minds back. We have to take our minds back, okay? And we, and we take it back unapologetically. We don't ask for our minds back. We just take them back. This, and so people's history and culture teaches them how to deal with the problems of the past in the present and the future to meet the needs of the community. A people's history and culture teaches them how to deal with the problems of the past in the present and the future to meet the needs of the community. All right. So I study all three of these, not just one. I study, I'm studying African history and culture for 26 years. Okay. My degree is in business administration, graduated in 1994. All right. So I've been studying economic empowerment, entrepreneurship, all of that stuff. And because I do because I've been doing radio past eight years, it's caused me to really study politics a lot more. And then also I was involved in writing public policy here in the city of Detroit as well, um, in the Kwame Kilpatrick administration. I didn't work for the city. I didn't vote for Kwame either time because I knew what was gonna happen. But there were some good things Kwame tried to do. There was some other he had some other problems. Um but I ain't vote for Kwame either time. So let's see. Let's go to some more of your comments here. Should we pick up a scalzy top and go home? No, we participate in the most highest level. We get involved and engaged, said Carol. Um, is that a book yet? What are you talking about, Khalil? Uh, let's see who else we have here. Let me scroll back some. Post your comments here. Okay, African-American business owners, post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. And uh, email us at customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Customer service at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Okay? And uh, find out how you can advertise on the audio podcast of uh, our broadcast. We be styles of the people which eat with each podcast. We're on six different podcast platforms, and um, yeah, we're on six. And I'm uploading the podcast tonight, so uh, we can get you. We can get your commercial up and running tonight or tomorrow. I'll put you in the podcast that I did. Uh, we'll get you in the podcast. Uh, one, the one, the one I did earlier today. We'll get you in that one. Okay, no one voted on those things. What are you talking about, Lanali? Linnell, what are you talking about? I'm in Texas, vote Democrat. Okay, Vernetta, you're in Texas. So, uh, Beto O'Rourke was just on um, MSNBC tonight on Chris Matthews' show, Hardball with Chris Matthews. All right? I sure, I sure hope Beto wins. Why? Because I hate Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, I mean, most people in the Senate don't even like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz 
has no backbone. I mean, he's just an unlikable person. You know, his policies are terrible also. And Ted Cruz is kissing Donald Trump's behind. This is how desperate, you know, Ted Cruz is. He's kissing Donald Trump's behind after Donald Trump spoke negatively about Ted Cruz's wife and said that uh, uh, Ted Cruz's father was involved in the JFK assassination. Said, so what kind of man goes and works with a guy who attacks him like that? Okay, more Milton Antoinette Marie. His policies are on law and order. Our people don't get it, yet they will. But this is why we have to. This is why we have to study politics and watch Roland Martin's show, his uh, Daily Digital show. It comes on live 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Facebook Live. His uh, well, we we share the broadcast here on our fan page, the African History Network. But uh, Roland Martin on Facebook, Roland Martin on YouTube. And he re-airs it. You can go back and watch him also. He re-airs him like every two hours. Um, Cyril said there's a strong movement by the male white dominated power structure globally for whites to maintain political, financial, and resources worldwide. Well, there's a fear of the browning of America. This is why uh, uh, the U.S. has been a beacon for immigrants. This is why under Trump, because he's a white supremacist and he's a white supremacist and a white nationalist. He just came out, was it last week, and said he's a nationalist. No, he's a white nationalist. But his white nationalist supporters knew what he meant. Okay? He's a white nationalist. And his immigration policies follow that. They want more white immigrants, and they don't care about white undocumented immigrants, but they want more they want more white immigrants coming to this country, and they're trying to crack down drastically on immigrants coming from uh, non-European countries. This is all about the fear of the browning of America. Um, Rico said a lot of us don't know the resources to find the candidates uh, to support. Okay. You want to check with people locally, check with organizations there uh, locally. Uh, they usually have uh, meet the candidate forms, listen to local radio in your area. They announce meet the candidate forms, uh, things like that uh, in your area. You may check with the local chapter, the NAACP. They usually have things uh, dealing with that as well. So you can meet the candidates, ask them questions, find out their platforms, find out their policies. Uh, let's see here, I'm looking at some more of your comments. All right. Eric Toomer said, rest in peace, uh, Stephen Biko. Mitch McConnell is a compromiser of the American working class. He has been behind some of the worst policies regarding the working class. Carl Unger says Mitch McConnell has been taking some money from uh, the Russian mob for over 20 years. Mr. Unger wrote the book, House of Trump, House of Putin. Yeah, Carl Unger has been on MSNBC a few times, okay? And um, 
you know, Carl Unger deals with Trump's connections to the Russian mafia, to Russian oligarchs. I mean, this is a document. Trump, this dude's background is, um, I mean, there's a reason why Trump acts like a mob boss. Uh, this dude's background is uh, unsavory uh, at the least. But um, isn't it Craig? Is it Carl Unger or Craig Unger? Let me see something here. Because there was a um, there was a segment from MSNBC, really. Yes, Craig Unger, Craig Unger, author. Uh, let's see, the House of Trump, House of Putin. So MSNBC, August sixteenth, two thousand eighteen. Because I have a lot of these segments. Uh, from MSNBC uh, archive he was on the last word with Lawrence O'Donnell Lawrence O'Donnell comes on at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because I watch all the shows on MSNBC well during the week I watch all the shows when uh, Hugh Hewitt had his little show on MSNBC I didn't watch that Hugh Hewitt's a white supremacist I didn't watch his shows uh, what I did see was horrible uh, Trump is Russia's asset in the White House. Trump is Russia's asset in the White House. In his new book, The House of Trump, House of Putin, Craig Unger alleges the Russian government targeted and even compromised Trump using real estate and the Russian mafia. Okay? So we're going to post this link. You need to watch this. Okay? Because, see, this, and see, this is what Malcolm Nance has talked about also, if you watch MSNBC, you see Malcolm Nance sometimes, and he's African-American, and he is a counter-terrorist expert. He's been doing this for like 36 years, and Malcolm Nance talks about uh, how when Trump was broke and about $4 billion in debt, the Russian oligarchs came calling and loaning him money, and uh, it, it, uh He's a, Malcolm Nance is an expert uh, dealing with Russia and espionage and things like this. And, and he's talked about how he uh, really believes that uh, Russia, specifically Vladimir Putin, has compromising uh, evidence on Trump and is using that as leverage. And he talks about how Trump is compromised. Actually, um, Malcolm Nance wrote a book about the hacking of America dealing with the 2016 election. But he wrote this like during the 2016 election. Okay, I think it came out during the 2016 election. So Malcolm Nance was one of the first people who I heard talk about the CrowdStrike report and the Fidelis report. And I went and read them. I read those back in 2016. And CrowdStrike and Fidelis were two of the four cybersecurity companies that the Democratic National Committee hired to investigate the uh, hacking of the DNC, to investigate what was going on. And um, CrowdStrike, I think, was the first one. And CrowdStrike uh, identified two groups of Russian hackers that were tied to Russian military intelligence. Okay, and then as more information came out, we see Putin is behind all of this and we see what's going on. All right. Georgia election, yeah, people need to vote for Stacey Abrams, seriously. Number one, Brian Kemp is crazy. Uh, his, his policies are, are detrimental. 
And just keep in mind, when you have people who are anti-immigrant like that, first of all, all these white people, their, uh, their ancestors were immigrants to this country, okay? So when you have white people like Brian Kemp, who want to engage in voter suppression, who are anti-immigrant, they're usually anti-African-American also, okay? I'm just, I'm just telling you. It's not like, oh, we, you know, we, we don't like immigrants, but we love black people. No, they usually don't like you either. Uh, let's see. Andrew Gillum in Florida. Yeah, Andrew Gillum. A Andrew Gillum and Stacey Abrams. They're both fantastic. They're both very, very impressive. Um, and people, people definitely have to come out and vote for Stacey Abrams. The demographics in Georgia have been changing and becoming more non-white which will help Stacey Abrams and she's reaching out to a lot of white people you have a lot of white people who are going to vote for her but we need to make Georgia Wakanda Stacey Abrams wins we need to make Georgia Wakanda did I post a link for the uh, did I post a link for the uh, thing with Craig Unger we'll post it again that's, that's the segment from MSNBC with Craig Unger you all, you all have to watch that Uh, Craig Unger says that Russia has spread much money throughout the GOP. Also, oh yeah, they have. I think some of these other, I think some of these other Republicans that are doing the bidding of Trump, especially on the House Intelligence Committee, I think I think a lot of them, I think a lot of them are um, compromised. Let me put it that way. I think a lot of them are compromised by Russia. Kemp is still holding an office where he can interfere. Yeah, yeah. Kemp is still Secretary of State. This is how devious and diabolical some of these people are, okay? So if you think your vote doesn't matter, why are they working so hard to um, block African Americans from voting in Georgia? And why are they working so hard to purge uh, people from the voter rolls? Not just African Americans, but they're definitely targeting African Americans. But not just us, but also uh, younger people who are more likely to vote Democratic. Why are they working so hard to suppress the vote if your vote doesn't matter? You have 53,000 uh, voter registration forms that he's blocking. 70% of them are African American. Let's see. Beware of going straight Democratic ticket. Yeah, in both Georgia and uh, Texas, there are reports. They're saying that you have to check uh, when you vote, you have to check and make sure it's registering your vote because they're using voting machines. See, in Detroit, we have paper ballots, and then we take the paper ballot and just feed it into the machine. But in Georgia and Texas, there are reports saying that on the voting machines, it is chain people are voting for Stacey Abrams or Beto O'Rourke, and it's changing their vote to the Republican candidate. So you have to check it to make sure it's registering uh, uh, the person that you're voting for, okay? Those in Georgia and um, Texas. Carol Simmons, all right. Giovanna 
Giovanna said if your vote didn't matter, they wouldn't be trying to steal it. Yeah, they're definitely trying to steal it in some of these cities. But, but see, also, keep in mind, and this is what I warned people about in 2016. I told people we, we're going to have, we need a record turnout in 2016 because I'm, I was looking at them trying to steal the election. It wasn't just the Russian involvement. I'm talking about the rampant voter suppression. I'm talking about 868 fewer polling places in the 2016 presidential election. I'm talking about 14 new states that had new voter ID laws, okay? Because the 2016 election was the first election that you didn't have the full weight and power of the 1965 Voting Rights Act because Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act was struck down because of the 2013 U.S. Supreme Court case of Shelby Counter versus Holder. Once again, you're dealing with Supreme Court. You're dealing with the supreme law in the land. This is dealing with law. Okay? So I, I said, look, we're going to have to have a record number. So if you heard the interview that I did with Dr. Claude Anderson Sunday night, this past Sunday, October 28th, I asked Dr. Claude Anderson how many African Americans, how many black people were registered to vote in the 2016 election cycle. He didn't know. And he said, you know, I don't, he said, I don't, you know, I really don't deal with things like that. I got to tell him, Doc, you have to know. It was 16.4 million. I've already done the research. I already know. 16.4 million. Do you know what percentage actually voted? Only 59%. That was a 7 percentage point drop from 2012 when 66% of African Americans who were registered to vote, who registered to vote voted. That was a record, 66%, okay, for African American voter turnout in the presidential election. That scared Republicans to death because there was voter suppression taking place in 2012. We came out in opposition against that. That scared Republicans to death. 2012, 2013. See, this deals with political self-defense and understanding law. This is an example of understanding the need for political self-defense because a lot of times we will vote and we, we came out in record number in, in 2012 and it was transactional. It was one time. We don't understand political self-defense and understand how to defend ourselves based upon things that are trying to attack us, but also understanding how to carry the ball down the field. So you watch a football game, right? Most teams, even the best team in the league, doesn't score on every play. They have to get into scoring position. They have to get a first down, get a second down. They advance the ball down into the other opponent's territory so that they can get into the end zone. So oftentimes we'll vote transactionally, but we don't understand other changes in the environment. So 2012, 66% of African Americans voted. Shelby Conner versus Holder, Supreme Court case 2013, strikes down Section 5 of the Voting Rights Act, which was the pre-clearance. Because what happened was, this is why you got to read the Voting Rights Act in 1965, signed into law by President Johnson. That was uh, well, August of 1965, okay, August 6th of 1965. And what it, one of the things that it did was that states that had a history of putting impediments and obstacles in the way of African Americans voting, they had to get federal clearance from a federal judge to make any changes to locations of polling places, changing uh 
um, how many weekends or, or changing the amount of time you have for early voting, how many weekends you're going to have for souls to the polls voting, any changes they had to get approval from a federal judge because of their history of having literacy tests, poll taxes, grandfather clauses, trying to obstruct the African-American vote. Okay, so when that was struck down right after that, all these new states come out with these new voter ID laws to suppress the African-American vote. We didn't make the connection between 2013 Shelby County versus Holder Supreme Court case that Jeff Sessions and Jeff Sessions cheered the gutting of the Voting Rights Act also because he's a white supremacist from Alabama. OK, Alabama was ground zero was the home of the fight for the right to vote, for the Voting Rights Act of 65. Even though the 15th Amendment of 1870 gave African-American men the right to vote, gave African-American men, not women, the right to vote. It's the Voting Rights Act of 60, uh, 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 and then you have women who got the right to vote in 1920. Okay? Basically white women. Um, but the Voting Rights Act of 65 that's going to remove the impediments, okay? It, it, was, it was women in 1920, but you still had Jim Crow in the South. So uh, a lot of African-American women could not vote, all right? So we didn't make the connection between Shelby County versus Holder and the backlash that was going to come from a record number of African-Americans turning out to vote in 2012. So when the 2016 election came, you had all type of voter suppression tactics. You had um, uh, Chris Kobach, Secretary of State out of Kansas, who implemented the cross-checking system. And the cross-checking system was used in about 23 states across the country. Cross-checking system is similar to the exact match uh, system that Brian Kemp is using in Georgia. But the cross-checking system, not 1.1 million people off the voter rolls in 2016, it knocked 54,000 people off the voter rolls right here in Michigan. Trump won, so there was rampant voter suppression taking place. And I was trying to tell people, I was telling people on my radio shows, Facebook Live broadcast, I said, look, I'm looking at what's taking place. I'm looking at lawsuits that the, that the Democrats are filing against the Republicans in Ohio and Arizona and things like this. I'm looking at the voter suppression taking place. I said, we need to have a record turnout, okay? Otherwise, Trump is going to win. I'll, I mean, Russian, Russian involvement aside, okay, it, you, it's very hard to cheat a landslide, all right? So you had 16.4 million African Americans registered to vote in 2012. And I have a, I have a whole lecture where I go deep into this stuff. Um, it's called African American Resistance in the Era of Donald Trump, Voter Suppression, Reparations, and How Elections Have Consequences. I go deep into this. I go into the 2016 election, the voter suppression, how Trump is systematically reversing policies President Obama had in place. I go deep into that. Hey, this is Alex, the app nerd. I create low-cost, high-quality mobile apps for people like you. Do you want to take your business to the next level by reaching more customers and potential clients? How about making ordering products and scheduling services easier? Does your church or organization want to improve youth participation? Perhaps you want to create a mobile game or dating app and make money off of paid ads. 
Well, what are you waiting for? Let me help you. Go to my site, appinmyhead.com. Request a free quote today. That's appinmyhead.com. What would you do if someone took your real life story and stole it from you, made millions off of it, and got away with it? That is exactly what happened to Shatona Tillman Sr., the real John Q. Being one of the most innovative and prolific writers of his time, his new book, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, based on a true story, gives chilling testimony of his personal battle for justice against big names like Time Warner and New Line Cinema. In his unapologetic new book, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, you'll hear about the judges and corrupt lawyers as Shatona Tillman Sr. warns us about the life and the pitfalls in the movie industry. You'll be at the edge of your seat as this book reveals the brutal truth about the theft of the feature film John Q, how Time Warner in New Line Cinema stole his movie, and how he's fighting to get it back. Pick up your very own copy today, The Nose of Men, The Yes of God, based on a true story by Shatonda Tillman Sr. You won't regret it at www.therealjohnq.com. Are you looking to regain your health and vitality? Then visit naturallifeenergy.com. That's naturallifeenergy.com. It is an alkaline, plant-based diet website based on Dr. Sebi's methodology and nutritional guide, which supports the healthy expression of the African black gene, but it benefits everyone. Combat the ill effects of white supremacy that has brainwashed black people into eating foods that support the development of diabetes, high blood pressure, and cancer. Gain a better understanding of how to use a plant-based diet based on Dr. Sebi's nutritional guide to help heal your body and mind by reading Achillanese book, Alkaline Plant-Based Diet. Learn how to use herbs used in Dr. Sebi's methodology to help address complex diseases like lupus and IBS in his herbal book, Alkaline Herbal Medicine. Alkaline Herbal Medicine. Purchase Achillanese books from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other book retailers. Get your copies today. I know you all watched the movie Black Panther and saw Wakanda and wanted to buy a one-way ticket straight to that magical place. Well, why not? The International Black Book is a cyber Wakanda, a black wonderland. It is well overdue for the black diaspora to come together and build a global community where we can choose to buy black, travel black, and eat black. Place your complimentary listing of your business or agency. You are welcome at internationalblackbook.com, internationalblackbook.com. Sign up today. Only 59% voted uh, of African Americans registered to vote voted in 2012. Seven percentage point drop from, uh, I'm sorry, in 2016, 59%. Seven percentage point drop from 2012. Some of it was because of voter suppression. Some of it was because of voter apathy. And people did not understand what was at stake. And some of it just Negroes too lazy to vote. Okay? So Trump wins Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. The three key battleground states, he wins that by only 78,000 votes. What people still don't understand, what African Americans still don't understand to this day, 
is that we had the power and we had the votes to stop Trump. And we didn't realize that because we're listening to people who are telling us don't vote. We're listening to people who tell us that our vote doesn't matter. We're listening to people who, who are telling us you're only 13% of the population, uh, so how can your vote matter? I asked them a simple question, right? How many, if, 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 I've asked this question in every city I do a lecture in. San Diego in uh, August at Return to Gods. Uh, July at the Liberated Minds Black Homeschooling Education Expo in Atlanta. Uh, back in what, April in Baltimore. Every city I lecture in, I ask this question. No one, no one, I don't care how many PhDs they have, how many African languages they speak, how much history, how well they can read the metanetter. No one has ever been able to ask this question, answer this question. When I asked them, how many African Americans were registered to vote in the 2016 election? And that's like two years ago and we still don't know. And that's from the Pew Research Center. Okay, I have the evidence. That's from the, I do research. I'm a researcher. Okay, and we still don't know. So we are being outmaneuvered. Okay, on the political chessboard and don't understand it. We had the votes to stop Trump. Period. Hands down. We had the votes to stop Trump, but did not understand that because we're listening to people who don't understand this. And they're telling us our vote doesn't matter, don't vote, blah, blah, blah. Now they're dealing with Trump. You had Professor Eddie Fraud from Princeton University. His name is Professor Eddie Glaude. I call him Professor Eddie Fraud because to me he's a fraud. So during the 2016 election, he's on MSNBC and he's telling people don't vote for president because he ain't like Hillary Clinton, he ain't like Trump. This ain't a popularity contest. For we're dealing with, we're dealing with policy. We're dealing with a trajectory of the country for the next, uh, th th that trajectory goes for the next few decades because they're going to make Supreme Court nominations. He told them vote for everything on the ballot, but don't vote for president. That's what this Negro said. He was on News One Now, Roland Martin, said the same thing. Now, he has a job on MSNBC as an MSNBC contributor talking about how bad Trump is. Because he's not only to talk to praise Trump, they got a whole list of Negro Republicans to praise Trump. They know which they know which black people to go and get to be on the show to praise Trump. That's not why he's there. And he's an MSNBC contributor. That's his title. He ain't just a guest. A contributor gets paid. He's an MSNBC contributor. So let me get this straight. You were telling people, including African Americans during the election, don't vote. The things you saying about Trump now, that's what we were telling your ass back then. And now you have a, now you got a job on MSNBC talking about how bad Trump is, and that's what you would that's what we were telling you then, and you told us don't vote for president? That's why I call him Professor Eddie Fraud. Because he's a goddamn fraud. That that's why I call him Professor Eddie Fraud. That's why. And he needs to apologize to black people for lying to us like that. Once he apologizes, then I'll stop calling him that. But he needs to apologize to African Americans for lying to us. All right. Let's see. Let's look at some more of your uh, comments. All right. And if, and if he's on a radio show, call in and ask him, why did you tell black people? Why did you, he didn't just tell black people. He told Americans, period, but especially black people. 
Why didn't you tell us don't vote for president in 2016? Now you have a job on MSNBC talking about how bad Trump is. Ask him that question. Okay. Um, Samantha Me said, uh, yes, a lot of bad advice regarding voting for black people. There was one article from Fortune, okay, um, I think it was Fortune or Forbes, and this one here, was it Forbes or Fortune? This one dealt with, um, this one dealt with this black guy who was convincing people during the election to vote for Trump. And it talked about the tactics he would use to do this and how he was encouraging people not to vote in, um, not to do early voting, but to wait till the day of the election vote. It, it broke this stuff down. It was sickening, actually. Um... I was trying to see if I could pull this up. Let me see. I think I have it bookmarked in Facebook. I don't have it bookmarked here. I'll try to see if I can pull it up. Oh, this is right. If I can't find it now, I have to. I have to post it uh, on the thread of the broadcast. And we're done, but it was either Fortune or Forbes. Try to see if I can pull this up. No, he realizes it. O'Neill said. Vivian said I checked for the signatures required on my form spelling of my preprinted name on any paper I signed with ID. And when poll worker wrote my name, I checked how. She wrote my name and questioned her. Um, questioned her when I did when it did not look right. I even waited for them to enter the form in the machine to number to the number handed to me after I signed my name, Michael. I waited for the clicking noise to make. Uh, clicking noise the sound uh, the machine makes before I was satisfied to walk away alright let me see if I can find this one okay yeah Toya Austin how you doing Toya um, So it's either Forbes or Fortune. Let's see here. See all. All right. Hey, be sure to listen to the podcast of our shows. Uh, you can visit AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. AfricanHistoryNetwork.com. Listen to the podcast of our shows. We're also on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, we're on Blog Talk, iTunes. Uh, Castbox, Acast, FM Player, TuneIn.com. Just search for the African History Network show on those platforms. At Blog Talk Radio is BlogTalkRadio.com. Blog 
blogtalkradio.com forward slash the African History Network show. It was either Forbes or Fortune. Let me try to look at this last thing. No, I have to find it. I have to uh, put it on the thread, the broadcast when I find it. All right. So, hey, I have to get out of here. Look at, uh, listen to the African History Network show every Sunday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This Sunday... We'll deal with the history of why African Americans switched from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party. It largely was not because of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, contrary to popular belief, because two-thirds of African Americans had already switched over to the Democratic Party by 1960. Okay, And um, African American business owners, uh, you can advertise with the uh, African History Network. Okay, So email us at customerservice at africanhistorynetwork.com. We can get your ad up and running. We can get your ad up and running uh, tomorrow. Uh, today or tomorrow, we'll get your ad up and running. And uh, you can reach thousands of people uh, across the country with uh, each broadcast. First month, 50% off. Okay? So email us at customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com. Hey, remember at the African History Network, we focus on educating and empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world because right now it's correct wrong behavior. Also, you can register for the online courses I teach. They're all on demand. We do a thousand years of history. We have a, a online course bundle pack right now. You get uh, 10 courses for uh, $60. They're all on demand. Go at your own pace. Watch from around the world. It includes uh, ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. Understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa. Understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. That's a 14-hour, seven-session online course that I teach. We deal with thousands of years of history. Ancient uh, Kemet is one of the original names for Egypt. The Moors, we deal with the Africans known as the Moors, their 800-year occupation in Europe. That sets up European explorers to go out and, and explore and conquer the uh, non-Christian world, non-European world, sets up Christopher Columbus to set sail on his four voyages. The Ma'afa is a key Swahili word that means the uh, great disaster, which is our Holocaust, the transatlantic slave trade. Okay, so we just posted the information there for that. And uh, it's also available at AfricanHistoryNetwork.com right on the homepage, okay? Uh, that's uh, uh, it's so the Ten course bundle pack is regularly one hundred thirty dollars on sale. Sixty dollars. You can also uh, order the courses individually, but they're all on demand. Watching your smartphone, tablet, computer, 
watch from around the world. All right. So um, remember what you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. What you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard, and seen about yourself. Right now is correct. Wrong behavior is not over till we win. Mod Hotel. We'll talk to you next time. Peace.